the following is a KTBR KPSN special presentation. When the world cried out in agony of the horrors of the evil Lord Blandish culture, three men came from a distant land to defend them with their thumbs of fire. Separately, these warriors are known as Mark the Bus, Thomas the Tank, and Dirty Dirty Dustin. But when evil threatens, they raise their hands to the sky and summon the fire to become the Thumbs of Fury. Are you ready? It's Thumb Time. Here. <laughs> Welcome to uh, Thumbs of Fury episode 21. Yes. What a bad effing start to this week. Hey, wasn't that bad. We had a snowpocalypse. Many snowpocalypse. It wasn't at all. I have a snotpocalypse in my head. <laughs> a sinuspocalypse. Oh. Is it coming out of your bottom? Uh, sometimes out of, it really depends on the hour. It's a lot of drainage. It, va- it vacillates, yeah. It's a whole lot of drainage. I have, sometimes I snuck it back in through my butt up, and then shoot it out my nose just for, oh, just for a party trick. I'm sure that smells wonderful. I have a lot of Monday parties that I have to do <laughs> tricks, have tricks Snot tricks for? Monday morning parties, yes. <laughs> With some crullers and, and snot tricks, yes. Awesome. So uh, welcome to uh, episode 21 of uh, Thumbs of Fury, like I already said. And we are here today. What episode is this, though? Episode 21. Thanks for joining the show. Yeah. Uh, you can uh, call us 469-665-9827, leave us uh, a comment about this show or last show or any show in the last uh, 20 years that we've done, wow. and that uh, the next 20 we may do. So True. Uh, don't forget, you can go find us on iTunes, and please leave us a comment. We don't have any comments out there right now for Thumbs of Fury, and we could uh, really use the help on that. And you can always email us at brickroomshow at gmail.com. Uh, today, give us the comment. We are going to be talking Agreed. about give us the comment. a classic film that I don't think you had ever seen in completion, right, Dustin? I had. Oh, had you? Okay. Yeah. Um, I had not seen it in Thomas. It's been a long it. time, but yeah. But it's the uh, 1940s classic film Casablanca. It was part of uh, Draft House's 100 films uh, series. So we were on hand to uh, at that exclusive screening. So they we'll like talking about that. Exclusively screen each of the 100 <laughs> just for just the for show. That's right. Even and though it started before Thumbs of Fury started back. <laughs> right. <laughs> but from now on. Well, no, the 100 just started this year. I know, that was in 2014. Yeah, but before Thumbs of Fury. Was it? Yeah. Hmm. Yes. Prove it. Uh, uh, it started at the beginning of 2014, and Thumbs of Fury did not. Mm, prove Proof. It. Prove it. Please <laughs> go back in and your face. replay all the episodes. I Kurt, have right to. now. Play them right now. <laughs> I really don't You're have play to. play all the films at the same time. <laughs> I'll do that. Uh, we've also got our usual show roundup. Uh, another awful, awful episode of The Walking Dead. Standard cattle call of shows. Yeah. Uh, no Justified this week, because the this recording schedule. Uh, but we do have Walking Dead, True Detective, and House, House of Cards. Cards. Yes. So, there you go. Uh, in go in or out go out or here we go in to talk about Casablanca after this break. You will never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy than Thumbs of Fury. Syndicate is looking for movie, TV, music reviewers, and columnists. If you can't stop talking about pop culture, email editor at popsyndicate.net with a sample of your writing. Popsyndicate.net, the internet's one spot for pop culture. Casablanca. City of hope and despair, located in French Morocco in North Africa. The meeting place of adventurers, fugitives, criminals, refugees, lured into this danger-swept oasis by the hope of escape to the Americas. But they're all trapped, for there is no escape. Against this fascinating background is woven the story of an imperishable love and the enthralling saga of six desperate people, each in Casablanca, to keep an appointment with destiny. I was willing to shoot Captain Rhino, and I'm willing to shoot you. All right, Major, you asked for it. Hey, 
about you than you suspect. I know, for instance, that you're in love with a woman. It's perhaps a strange circumstance that we both should love the same woman. What do you want for Sam? I don't buy and sell human beings. That's too bad. That's Casablanca's leading commodity. You can ask any price you want, but you must give me those letters. There's no deal. All right. I tried to reason with you. I tried everything. Now I want those letters. So. The, 19, the 1930s hiss. Yeah, the, uh, the I love the whole film. The 30s, old, 40s. The old style it. trailer. I think we need yeah. to go back to that. Actually, you're really wrong. There's a lot of big band music in it. Just the over overproduced dialogue of, this is a story, and, you know, bees knees <laughs> and all that jazz. Nobody said bees knees well, in the entire trailer. <laughs> Steve Martin tried that with uh, Don't Men, Don't Wear Plaid, which I saw the trailer for yesterday, and it was kind of, he was it was a comedy, and he was trying to do something similar to that. I'm not sure it works, but you know, I'd like to see that again yeah. someday. Go back to that style. At least somebody's trying it, right? But sounds something like, authentic. Sounds like it didn't work. You didn't watch it. You don't know. You have no okay. idea. You can't. You, you didn't watch that. it either, did you? Don't. Did, did you watch the trailer? Did you watch anything after the trailer? That's what I'm talking about. No, because was. we moved did on to Groundhog Day. The, okay. We moved on to Groundhog Day. Fine. Well, the trailer didn't work. So, Thomas, tell us about Casablanca. No, I'm going to go last. You guys go. Where are you going to go last? You watched it. You'll see. I did watch it. Uh huh. Well, okay uh-huh. then. So you want to tell us what the movie's about? I think you, I think you watch about? it with Bogart. Huh? Do you want to tell us what the movie's about? No, I don't. Go ahead. You can tell <laughs> me what the movie's about. All right. I'm going to go after you guys. Well, that's not really going and getting a review. It's yeah, just what just, the movie's about. But anyway, go ahead. Run down the film Mark, do you have it pulled up? Because I don't. He does. Okay. I do. He just that's... wants to throw me at Johnny on the spot. <laughs> Johnny. So go this ahead. is a uh, 1942 film, although it didn't get released until January of 43. More scat. Directed by Michael Curtis, and this is uh, based on a, an unproduced screenplay called Everybody Comes to Rick's. And uh, I think this is not only the first time I've seen I know it's the first time I've seen this, but it's the first Bogart movie I'd ever seen. Well, that's just sweet. It is just sweet. I didn't grow up watching a lot of classics, and so I'd never seen this movie. But I did because my father was big time into it. And any time I went to visit yeah. him uh, during the summer, or we would go to Big Spring, Texas, which is a wonderful destination, uh, a couple of, yeah. about an hour and a half west of Abilene. <laughs> and uh, my great aunts lived there, so if we were going to go visit them, right. it was pretty much like nonstop <sighs> Bing Crosby movies or Bogart Sounds movies or whatever. Terrible. Actually, uh, it's a good well, ed- film education. They did have a spare TV that I would play some Nintendo on as well, but some all they had was Hudson's Adventure Island, so oh. I, I played that quite a bit. <laughs> Mark Hudson's Adventure old. Island? <laughs> no. No, it didn't get old compared to watching the Bogart and the, and the Look, Bing Crosby. I'm not going to argue with you on that one. Did you enjoy uh, playing as Tiny Me? <laughs> I did. Maybe some... John Elway quarterback or something would have been nice maybe a Mario game or something but whatever (laughs) you know so uh, this movie takes place in December 1941 and it's all about a guy named Rick who owns a club in Casablanca Morocco just with an R not with a P right exactly he's missing yeah the P his first name is Paul but he doesn't ever mention that yeah Paul Rick yeah they don't don't like abbreviate the first name and then call him Rick Rick. they just call him Rick it's in the credits but it's not in the rest of the movie and it's in the original you, screenplay if right. you read it. If but. you like, I have all the unproduced screenplays. So, yeah. Of all of them. Uh, all okay. of them? <laughs> <laughs> no one else has a copy of any of no. them? There were a bunch of them? <laughs> there, were, there were a bunch, yes. All of them. Uh, he has a cafe. Uh, uh, it's really not even a cafe. It's more of like a, a club, a nightclub it's a, almost. It's like a swing club or uh, yeah, something. Yeah, a supper almost. club, I guess, in a way. So, yeah. Uh, with also of. some uh, gambling in the back. And it's called Rick's Cafe American, and uh, it is in the in Casablanca, which is held by the French. It's still held by the French, while France itself was at the time held Are by you serious? the Nazis, the Germans. Yeah. yeah, and so this place has become. It's actually based on a real cafe that the original playwriters stumbled upon, and there actually was a real Sam, and it was kind of a way station for people who were refugees who were trying to get out of German-controlled regions and move to either to the United States or to go to Portugal or various non, 
war zones and non-Nazi controlled zones. I'm a Nazi. What state creates the most jobs? What? <laughs> What's going on what is, here? What is going on? Maybe the president should come here. What is going on? <laughs> is that you? That is not me. Yes, it is. It's not me. It's I not don't me. have anything open except for Audacity. It's not me. There's nothing playing. It's one of you two. It's... No. Anyway. <laughs> Maybe the president should move here to create that was jobs. amazing. Not sure what that has to do with the war, but... Maybe it's one of my 12 stories I opened up there and one of them had an ad in it. Yeah. So, oh, boy. We're going to close that out. It Are you on you. TeaParty.gov again or whatever? <laughs> Dang you. I always am. I'm already beaten down by all the conservative commercials we've been hearing on our radio station. Oh, lately. just wait till the, the RNC it's convention comes here me. in 2016. It's coming here? Yep, it's coming to Dallas. Well, they're, they we're, that. we're one of the contender cities, I bet, being a Republican strong. We are a contender you, uh, city for both conventions. You, uh, oh, for both? Yes, we're in a, the top 15 of the Democratic yeah. and the top 10 of the you, Republican. Uh, this logged is into the Republican Today newsletter? No. Getting uh, all the updates on where I, conventions I might used, be? Yes, I used, today. I used uh, Dustin's account and logged in, which is attached <laughs> to your course. social. and. Anyway, God, what a terrifying thought! It's supposed to be. Uh, it's supposed to be focused. Oh here. yeah, this isn't Casablanca. Sorry, <laughs> exactly. Uh, they don't like, appreciate this. That's, that's, on, that's break room right. talk. There, let's, that's let's, a little hand of break room talk. Right. If you like to go over, to yeah, the other you'll show. see that in episode two or three of the break room. You, you two or three times as many listeners <laughs> right. that listen to this. Right, exactly. So, anyways, uh, Rick is a an American who is not a refugee. He Would is, you stop doing that every episode? He's teasing. I'm teasing the other show. No, it's a big tease. I'm letting them not know. that, not the tease. The everybody else listens to the show. Everybody loves the show. The That's show. not a, okay. Hey, fine. You're part of the show. It's great that everyone loves That's it. That's fine. But it's a backhanded <laughs> slap at the break room every every stinking time. That's uh, okay. It's also propping up Thumbs of Fury for having so many listeners. True. It just proves that yeah. you know the show's a lot more a lot more popular. Anyway, that's fine. Does this, this have is anything to do with Star Wars? <laughs> No, this has, every, so. this has nothing to do with Star Wars a, or Casablanca. That's a great question. I just have no idea how so it anyways, fits. Uh, Rick is uh, not a refugee. He is someone who is uh, voluntarily in that area of the world because he, at one time, fought against the fascist Spanish, and then he ran guns for, I think, someone in Africa at one point. But are you serious? And he now has his own den of iniquity in, uh, in Casablanca. And nice. People, people are always coming to him. I know. That was a Big $5 words. word, or whatever they call it. And people always come to him, and he doesn't. He never chooses to take a side in anything. He will allow things to happen, but uh, he never he never takes a side. It's generic, but true. He, yeah, he, allow, he allows things to happen. And as it all turns out, it's all due to the fact that while he was in Paris, running from the Nazis, he uh, so then some more stuff's happening. Meanwhile, <laughs> mm-hmm. yes, uh, absolutely. Because he thought his lover betrayed him and left him, he decided from that point on he would never take a side in anything, and tries to be a, be a bit of an unfeeling robot. I'm a Nazi. As it were. I'm not a Jew. Until the old lover, Ilsa, shows up again with her Oh, I thought husband. you were going to play another clip of Ilsa. You look like you were motioning to no. do that. Okay. No, I'm not. Ilsa? So anyways, <laughs> Ilsa shows up with her husband who, as it turns out, she thought was dead. Uh, and that they all thought was dead, but actually wasn't. And he's a big, he's some sort of right. refugee leader that can <laughs> organize movements and, and anti-Nazi propaganda. So Oscar Schindler? Yes, Oscar Schindler. Oh. He's what very kind of valuable. Bowel? Yes, bowel and terrorist movements, yes. He organizes those? It's kind of yes, weird. the bottoms of countries. Everyone, <laughs> when I say poop at the same Release time. Release on three, <laughs> two. <laughs> it's a really weird organized thing. God, does he have business cards, you think, made out to, to fit that? He should. <laughs> so anyway, I think we've given enough description. Yeah, it's... Do you want to sure. hear the whole story? Watch the movie. Yeah, uh, I'm sure a lot of people have seen it. And, Good call. Uh, but anyways, I thought it was it was a pleasant surprise. <clears throat> I th- had always heard a lot about it, you know, and always can. What's one of those movies you chalk up to? Seriously? Perhaps suffering to <laughs> overhype. Yes. I I agree. I, I feared that as well the first time I saw it. And while I, I thought it perhaps ran a smidge too long, it was highly entertaining, especially the background characters. Um. The, uh, I can't remember the guy's name, like the guy who's in charge of the police force or whatever in Casablanca. Renault? Yeah, Renault was a yeah. very interesting character. Yeah, that was uh, Claude Rains, who... Uh, the first time I... The, first, the oldest movie I think I've seen him in was The Invisible Man. The original from 1939, I want to say, or 33. Okay. Not um, the guy who gave him the papers, right? You're talking about the guy who... No, the... The, uh, the guy with the mustache. I was talking about the, the French cap, police captain. The okay. One, yeah, the, the one that was always working with the Nazi guy. And, yeah, yeah. Okay. That Renault, yes. Okay. Yeah, that's Claude Rains, and... Uh, yeah, he he was a he was a lot of fun, and he's just one of those guys that's uh, you know unswervingly bad, not bad, but uh, yeah, you know, kind of in the gray area. 
Sure. Yeah. He, he just doesn't care. He only cares about himself. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. He was a lot of fun to watch. Well, yeah. Well, and he thinks Rick is that way too because he is. Yeah. In general. Right. So it kind of works for both of them. And it was funny. I'd never seen. I'd never actually watched a Peter Lorre film before. And Peter Lorre is the one I was making sure we weren't getting mixed up. Yeah. Peter Lorre is classic cartoon. Classic cartoon. Ba- yeah. <laughs> had a classic Looney Tunes character based on yeah. it. And very identifiable by his eyes and by his accent. And uh, he was a lot of fun to watch. I don't. I don't think I've ever seen him in anything else before. Which one was he? He was the guy that originally acquired the transit papers. Um, he killed the two these two German officials and acquired the their transit kid. papers. And he told Rick that he had these. Rick ends up turning the, uh, Peter Lorre's character into the police and gets the after he gets the transit papers right for himself. And he ends up keeping them and wasn't going to give them to anybody. He's the original crazy eyes, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Peter Lorre. crazy kind of bug eyes. Yeah, yeah. So Peter Lorre's a lot of fun to watch. Uh, Renault. And, of course, just kind of keeping an eye on the background characters, which were all, or not all of them, but most of them were legitimate refugees from Europe that mm-hmm. had suffered under the Nazis. And uh, most of them were, not, were, some of them were unpaid. Uh, a lot of them, uh, you know, obviously their well, first like, time in Hollywood. So they were forced into exile, well, much like Peter Lorre himself was forced into exile. And it was interesting, the, uh, the when the Draft House screened it, they had a guy... Didn't quite have all his facts straight, but the ones that he did have were, yeah. were pretty interesting. Right. Um, the whole fact that uh, several people when they were singing the French national anthem, uh, counter to the Nazi anthem that was being sung at the at, at Rick's, that those were like people. Those were people that have actually dealt with the whole experience. And right. They and were really getting passionate about it and screaming it and everything. Yeah, and that, and that, that was unplanned. That was totally yeah. unplanned, but that actually captured a really good moment in yeah. the in the actual movie huh. and. When uh, Inger Bergman starts crying in that, it's actually her really crying, right? Um, huh. Because it was so emotional. So it was good to see that. Uh, like they said, it's not. I mean, you can't get more timely than filming that in in the forties during World War Two. Yeah, with people that were involved in World War Two. Well, it, it can't get any more current events. Yeah, than that. I know it's it's one of the more timely movies to ever come out. This movie obviously takes place in forty one. Um, it premiered in forty two, but didn't come out until January forty three because they rushed the release date. Because they wanted to make as part of the propaganda promoting the inv- the Allied invasion of North Africa, right? So they wanted to kind of line that up and get some propaganda. And a lot of it, actually, the movie wasn't extremely successful when it was first released. It was just uh, one of a string of films. Although it didn't, I think it ended up winning Best Picture that year at the Oscars, uh, among another yeah. a few other awards. And, and like the guy was talking about, Humphrey Bogart had been kind of on a downswing there yeah. prior to that, and, and so he, he kind of needed the. The win there. Yeah. He'd never had a romantic movie. This is his first romantic movie. No. Nobody knew who really who Ingrid Bergman was. That was her um, first starring role, wasn't it? I think it was her I'm first lead positive. role, yeah. And uh, I could research more, but I'm gonna yeah. go based on what I remember hearing about it. Yeah. Uh so there was a lot of untested waters. <laughs> they made it uh, entirely on backlot. That's a safe way to go. Aside from one shot at Van Nuys Airport, uh everything was made on the backlot. Um interestingly for the final scene where the plane is taking off in the fog. That plane, they used uh, midgets and a cardboard airplane. Yeah. Instead of using an actual airplane, so they they covered Very it. Weird. They covered it with fog, and they used. Should pro- be interesting. They used proportional scale with with uh, little people, and then they made a cardboard airplane and just set it proportionally in distance so it would look real. And then they covered it in fog because the airplane didn't look anywhere near to real. <laughs> right. So it covered up a lot of the details. But okay. I really, I really enjoy the movie. I I'm. Starting to find not that I haven't ever appreciation for the classics. It's just I didn't grow up watching them, and I even all the way into my twenties, I just didn't ever like pursue those films. Some of them, some of them are just lost to the sure. decades, but some of Absolutely. them really do hold up. Yeah, but like The Thin Man, another really good movie yeah. uh, that I saw recently, and uh, Bringing Up Baby, another really good movie that uh, I think they really survived the test of time and ones I was never really aware of sure. growing up. Um, and I can thank Crystal for a lot of that because she's into more into those movies than I have ever been. I think one of the classics maybe we should look at. I don't know if have either guy, either one of you guys seen uh, Citizen Kane. I have never seen Citizen Kane. No, I no. think that's one that we should all watch. I this agree. is the revolutionary film it's supposed to be. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I agree. Um, should anyway. be a break it's room of, field trip. It it's, should. It's one I've wanted to see. I just never have. Yeah, me too. I just never have gotten yeah. around to it. Um, I really enjoyed the film. I thought it was really good. Perhaps a smidge too long, uh, but not overly heavy-handed and, and really as i understand it kind of controversial for the time i kind of think rick is a fairly relatable character given his his situation as well so. yeah uh not that rick but yes <laughs> um 
you know, I mean, I don't know if if you were him and you could run that cafe and you yeah. could kind of be neutral and you know not have to get killed or you know yeah. not be able to leave if you wanted to. Or mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I can kind of understand his stance at the time, and he's beaten down by you know yeah. the one that he loved that he couldn't be with and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. it's kind of like forget it. I'll just you know be this way and make money. Yeah. So Thomas, I guess it's over to you. Well, hang on a second. So Marcus, what's your rating? Uh, I give it uh, two flaming thumbs up. It's it's uh, wow. It's a really good movie. Totally uh, worth if you're starting film education. It's a really good place to start. I'm uh I'm also gonna say I, I would give it a flaming thumb up and a thumb up. I wouldn't give it two flaming thumbs up. Sweet. Um, but you know, in comparison to other things, <laughs> and I'm oddly enough comparing this to the wax museum here in dallas that had <laughs> casablanca and yeah. wizard of oz as the two classics that they wanted to you know enshrine way better than like wizard of oz in my opinion like quality of a movie yeah i would agree and i understand the revolutionary aspects of wizard of oz at the time but this one i think this story just holds up right you know it's, it's based in a an interesting time and it's done really well and uh, it's it's one of those, like I said before, it's not just lost to yeah. the time period it was done in. So why not a second flaming thumb? Uh, like you say, it's a little it's a little too long. There's the storyline's not necessarily flawless. I think they could have organized a couple things a little bit differently throughout the movie. But overall, I think I, I, I like I said, I still think it's a flaming thumb up and a thumb up. So that's a pretty good rating. Yeah, it's just not it's not perfection for me. I wouldn't put it in like my all time favorites or anything right. like that. Okay, fair enough. So, so Thomas, what do you think of the movie? I give it two flaming thumbs down. Based on what? Wow. I couldn't even continue the movie all the way through. I really? was about 35 minutes in and bored out of my mind. And really? Decided to start watching something else. Yep. Wow. Man. Did not care for it one bit. And I have to say, like old school, black and white, there's got to be something else interesting me because... Like a lightsaber? The picture's not, the color's not, and like, yeah, no. I mean, not a lightsaber, but I mean, it's got <laughs> to have something pulling. And I was already starting to get confused and who is who. It seems like the first 30 minutes, there's a heck of a lot of cast being introduced. And I just didn't care to keep up with it at all. I was just See, unbelievably bored. I don't think you gave it long enough, frankly, just to be honest, because I understand what okay. you're talking about if in the beginning. 30, if a quarter but, of the mo- a more than a quarter of the movie is not enough to get no. into it to know if it's worth continuing to watch or not, then I'm, I'm just not saying, interested at I that point. I think the best parts of it are later on. Okay. That's, yeah, that's all I'll say. And that's but, a fair assessment. Yeah. I, I can, I I can understand that, that you could get lost in the beginning, and, and it, it's kind of like what we talked about with Moulin Rouge and... That kind of thing. I, I think it's one of those things that... I don't think they're the same at all, but well, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I, I, I think if you watch the whole thing, you might have a different perspective, but I can understand you know, stopping it and being beaten down. Yeah. I, if you've gone I, with I this, can understand that. I, think may, I, I do say you may not even give it two thumbs up, but if you've gone with us that day and forced to sit through it, you hadn't just rage flipped your tacos and walked out, <laughs> then you might, <laughs> you might have exactly enjoyed it how more. it happened, but mostly. He vomited his tacos <laughs> and ran out. Yeah. So a couple of uh, interesting fun facts before we move on uh, about this movie that uh, apparently Ingrid Bergman and Bogart did not like the guy who played Victor Laszlo, Ingrid's husband, or uh, Ilsa's husband. In the oh, movie. really? Yeah. And Paul Henried, I guess I'm not saying, or Heinrich, I don't know how you say his name exactly. Anyways, he thought, they thought he was a prima donna and he called Humphrey Bogart a mediocre actor. Ah. So there was a lot of tension on the set, apparently. Although you couldn't tell it on the screen. I mean, they all no. did fine. I wouldn't say exactly Paul Heinrich was... Uh, that great of an actor himself. I had, he was fine. He's but he about wasn't. the same level as Bogart. I mean, you know, Bogart is is I lump him in the same category as somebody like Harrison Ford. You know, he's he's so distinctive with, sure. his, with his voice and his just right. overall they, demeanor. They they are who they are. They every are time. just those person yeah. those, those people, and that's fine. Sure, but it doesn't mean they're a bad actor. But Paul Heinrich's not wasn't that great himself. He was. There's it's, plenty. Harrison Ford's not alone in that category. Either. Oh, There's sure. Yeah, plenty. he's just the one I first one I pulled off the top. Sure, but, uh, sure. But, uh, That's yeah. a common thing, though. Yeah, sure. You Some get, actors are not really transcendent. They just yeah. are well, especially, good, and they are the same character. All well, the Tom Cruise. Yeah, I was going to say Tom Cruise is a classic uh, example. Will Smith in a lot of ways, especially even though I love Will Smith. He plays yeah. like the same character all sure. the time. Especially much. when you're thrust in pretty front much. all the time, you kind of, that kind of happens where... If you're allowed to be a, a kind of in the background, you're allowed to assume different masks yes. and personalities. You don't get that as much with leading men because they want they want that identifiable star sure. out front. That's very prevalent in all the main characteristics yeah. that 
it's brings the, to the screen. It's, yeah, it's the paradox. Because that's what gets you money to the too. We had on the break room about, about waiting men. Yeah, and being uh, typecast. Yeah. It's the, it's yeah. Go back to episode whatever that was. Go back to listen to all of them all and find, break room yeah, to find, find out. out. I'm sure that was about leading men. It was really about one man in Full particular. Truth. I'm sure if we ask Casey, he could probably tell us immediately. I'm sure but, he could. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah, it's it's a it's not a problem, but it is a problem. And um, there you go. So, but I don't yeah, know what that Paul means. Paul Heinrich is. I'm just saying. <laughs> He wasn't that great. He was no generic. Oh, yeah. Okay, I don't know, know what you're referencing. Speak I know. all the way around. <laughs> no better. Or no. It's worse. not a problem, but it is a problem. And is it this was a comment? And it is. Uh, at the same time, uh, we have some other stuff going on <laughs> as well. Uh, he, Paul he some more was, of that. If I describe any of the shows coming up, was no better or no worse than than Humphrey okay. Bogart. And uh, he, uh, frankly, I thought he was more of a cardboard cutout. I would than, say worse than Bogart yeah, actually. If I just, had to pick one. He, I mean, Bogart's better than him. Very, wasn't very distinctive. So, anyways, there you go. So, two flaming comes up for me. Uh, one and a half, one and well, one flaming, one, one flame, not flaming, one, not. one gassy from Dustin. And <laughs> I two, didn't say gas, just standard, and, not even gassy, oh, just standard. Oh, okay, nice. not even gassy. Yeah. And uh, two flaming down. So that's the from, new thing now. We did that last week, and now that's the new thing. Is it's gassy? There's standard. It's flaming. There's gassy. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no flaming. flaming. I feel like our our thumbs should just light up. We shouldn't need to gas them up. <laughs> It'll leak gas. You're it's the like, one that added that extra. Like throw gasoline yeah. on them. You added the gas. Oh, was that it. me? Yeah, oh, okay. you had the propane leak. I'm contradicting myself then. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, on the other side of this little break, we're going to be talking about Walking Dead, True Detective, and House of Cards. You are listening to Thumbs If You Rate. Does your thumb burn with opinions? Call and share them at 4-6966-59827. Hey kids, it's me, F-13 from Cinema Diabolica. We have a new show called Diabolical Decades. If you haven't been listening to it, this is the kind of gold that you've been missing. Ah, I see. I imagine Jimmy Stewart to have soft hands. But I would have been like, bitch, you gotta go. Oh, thank God. It's just the face of Satan. I thought it was a prowler. Check us out at popsyndicate.net slash cinema diabolica. So here we are to cover the Walking Dead episode known as Still. The one that occurred yesterday. It's an episode that the was... The one that I did not watch. And still, I'm hearing that uh, it did not matter uh, at all. I'm pretty much here to tell you that... That pretty much makes me upset that I had to tolerate it when I know <laughs> somebody didn't have to watch it. Now I'm pretty it. much well, upset that I watched it. We need two people to watch it. Okay, well, we're going to rotate then if it's Walking Dead. <laughs> yeah, uh, let me just be completely 100% factual God. here. This episode has no implication or any relevancy to any episode that comes after it or before it. You know what else, though? What's it that? It did air on AMC. That's, that's a good also point, Dustin. That is a, and it, you know what also happened? There were commercials. Yep, there, there were. There were a lot of ads in that show. There were characters from the show in it. There were two characters that, uh, yes, were in the show in the past and will probably be there in the future. And they probably took place in the exact same world as the other episodes. <laughs> I'm assuming. But do you need to ever watch this episode to understand what's going on? Do you need, you need, you need any ever, continuity or anything? To have any? Absolutely not. No. This episode um, is a piece of. Oh, mark that. But uh, anyway, I would say that the one thing about this episode that they tried to do, they tried to do a little flushing out of a character. Right. They tried to flush. Flush lighting? Flush Daryl out. Uh, they tried to flush Blondie Bear out a little right. bit. They tried. Um, and, you know, some of that could have been interesting at, again, a different point in time if other people were involved yeah. in the episode. Yeah. So basically the premise of this episode, I don't even think you need to read a description no. of it. Uh-uh. Um, blonde chick wants a blonde. drink and she wants to find some alcohol. She wants alcohol, yeah. And so... That's the whole premise. That's her and Daryl, I don't know. Like She's like 15. 16, like 17. So her 18. and Daryl go look for that. She finds some peach schnapps at this uh-huh. uh, place and they kill a whole bunch of zombies. Yeah. And Daryl's like, 
your first drink's not going to be this crap. Pete, Pete yep. stops, smashes it. Yep. Then they go find some uh, moonshine. They both drink some moonshine, reflect on their feelings. You see sad Daryl come out and say he really wishes that he could have saved uh, her father and yeah. you know everything didn't blow up at the prison. Herschel Walker, right. Right. After he's already mad at her originally. Like trying to make her uh, shoot a bow, crossbow, right. and all this other stuff, and a lot, a, lot of, a lot of whining. And then that's what we find out is that Daryl's just brooding and upset. Yeah. Then they set their one shelter for the evening on fire yeah. and take off, and that's pretty much uh-huh. the end of the episode. Dumb episode. That's pretty much all that happened. This is probably the dumbest episode I've seen the entire show. Uh, wow. Carl eating the pudding was pretty dumb, but yeah, this is, but you know what? This is up there with Here's it. the thing: the pudding was at incidental. least in that episode. He's, at least in that episode, we had does is Rick dead? Or is he alive? But we knew he wasn't dead. But and the pudding was incidental. Okay. If anybody's not going to die, it's Rick. That was, that was he just happened to find the pudding. It wasn't the central premise of the episode sure. that they were going to go find pudding. Look, and I understand what they were doing with her to try to do that. It was just to screw it. Everything is yeah. messed up. Uh, my dad didn't ever want me to drink. I'm just going to go do it. Yeah, and that so was the whole thing. No one else in this episode no. but those two. Just, just two, two of them. them for 42 minutes. We got them trying to get. A glass of whiskey. And then reflecting really, on things. Really missed out, it sounds like. Yeah. Uh, the There's problem, some zombie killing, of course. The so problem that's is, much really? They, Shocker. You, you didn't, they didn't, as with other episodes, they didn't earn this. When you have, when your channel, your network decides you're going to split your 13 episodes or 14 episodes into two, you don't have time for this crap. When you had such a monumental event yeah. and the ending of the the last season or mid-season finale season. if they didn't have a mid-season finale and it was all one season they could do a couple yes of these. you could but do a yes, couple of these. i agree battlestar did this but they also had 13 episodes straight through you can't do that when you only have six or seven episodes okay, you we've can't. discussed this before i know it had more than that well okay but depending on the season fine, whatever whatever the show even sopranos did this they only did 13 episodes they had a couple of standalones and that's fine when you have them sure. all running back to back. Not when you have six or seven, and you have such a monumental Breaking, event. Breaking Bad had the fly episode. Yes. I mean, it's if you have continuity right. and you're going through the whole thing, you can have a little character reflection. Yeah. And have some character moments in it, which I think really trying, doesn't progress the storyline. Right. But you're okay with it because yeah. in the context, it's not that big yeah. a deal. And you care more about the characters. I think sure. if it was all like that too. But that, that, that's the difference in the in the fly episode. In this is that I don't really. I mean, I don't dislike Daryl. He's probably one yeah. of my characters i like more than most characters sure. but i still didn't care about this about him you know what this episode would reflect better if like the fly did if it had all been shown back to back to back to back right as one giant season but they didn't and it's a complete failure because they could still do everything they were doing here they could have done but also so show sasha and uh cuddy and so some Rick and Michonne. Like right. If they'd all interspersed Cutty. their stories. Like you show some Rick and Michonne and Carl and where yeah. they are. At and least Bob Barksdale. Like five minutes on that. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You could get all the gist yeah. of this in one episode of all these people and continue to move the plot forward. And we could still get some Terminus with Father Abraham and his many sons and Mullet Mike. That'll get anyone's tail wagging. But no. Hey, we Terminus just, is not where Father Abraham is. No, where they're headed towards, though. Or they were at one point, I guess. No, no wait, they weren't. No, they I'm were sorry. headed towards. They were headed to DC. DC. Anyways, we could have had. We could have gotten some of that. We could have had Rick and Michonne showing up to the big event that they're going to, and at least have like a little preview of what that's sure, going to be yeah. like. Something. Some if you don't want to get way into it, it's fine. Right. So now we have what? Maybe three episodes left. I think. Yeah. Of this like half that. crap season. No. There's four more. There's been four. four. More? Okay. Okay. There's so four more. They better step it up in the next four episodes because this is, as I said last night on Twitter and Facebook, the theme of this season, of this half season, has been treadmill. Because yeah. they're just sitting there, running in place, and not moving anywhere. Yeah, and it's not, honestly, just the way that we're recording and everything, it's not worth our time to wedge it in in the last minute no. to even record this crap if it's going to continue to be like this. Man, yeah, I watched that. It's agreed. not worth dedicating time agreed. to. It was the very last thing I watched last night. And yeah, I was too. And I was so tired. I was like, i got to get this done because I'm not going to have time tomorrow. I was so tired, but I forced my way through it, and I was so pissed off at the end. When great stuff like Game of Thrones comes back, and these, you know, I have all these other Sunday shows, it's yeah. like, yeah. It's not. It's not worth my time. Yeah, By the way, thumbs listeners, we're going to be reviewing uh, Game of Thrones when it comes back. Absolutely. So get excited. Mid April, I believe. How to you, MFers. Get excited about it. Mid April, beginning somewhere in April. Mid April. Yeah. So, I'm going to be really ticked that it's that far away. Pretty soon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I give this episode surprised. two flaming thumbs down. Hey. I give it a. You know, it's hard to say two completely flaming. Because there were a couple little little interesting parts of it. Like I said before, if you took that in a different scenario, it wouldn't be as hated as it is. I yeah. see what they were trying to do. They just didn't do it very well. 
So I, I would say a flaming thumb down and a gassy thumb down. Because it, it was almost absolutely terrible. <laughs> I thought you terrible. just took the gas out of it. Uh, we're putting it back in. Uh, it, it was almost absolutely terrible. But so inconsistent. There was just a couple of parts that... I don't know. I, I saw what they were trying to do for it, and I think I would have liked it better in a different situation. But given how it is, that's yeah. that's why I give it such a bad rating. I'm bored and horny. Uh, so that's, it is, and it was, and it will be. <laughs> let's move on to House of Cards. So episode, episode, chapter 16. Chapter 16. Good morning. Well, hello. Awesome. Radio. Hi. Okay. How y'all doing? <laughs> Longest intro ever in TV as well. It's like three uh, minutes long. House of Cards? I don't, I don't know, know about, about that. that. It's a pretty long intro. It's one of the longer theme songs. True I mean, Detective is pretty like long. Seconds. It's pretty close. Yeah, True know. Detective. You don't Game know, of Thrones is pretty long too, Yeah, actually. Although... I like both of those way more than this one. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, yeah. I don't hate this intro. I don't I hate it. It's I think just, it's fine. You just, just said, I hate it. It's the longest okay, intro ever. You know whose who's intro is worse? Is the worst in TV? Is Homeland. Have you I seen that intro? That is the worst. That is the worst intro in TV. I remember. Yeah, it's been too long. It's such BS. Anyway, I mean, they're just showing stuff around Washington in this. I don't know I what know, you expect them to do. It's something not, shorter, Spacey's butthole or something. I don't know. It's yeah. not very what? Just shots around the inside <laughs> of his colon. <laughs> traveling, same music traveling down his colon, <laughs> showing text messages on the screen exactly. as it's happening. Here's my Pentagon. <laughs> right, exactly. All right, Mark. What's wrong with you? Recap it a little bit for us here. Okay, so this entire it. episode is, as we just talked about, The Walking Dead, kind of a standalone episode in its own way. I mean, it, it has is. some connections to the surrounding episodes but it's largely focused on the fact that this milk toast president well, such a boring president no kidding is making and such a man such a changes with the wind yeah. has no will backbone of his own yeah other than he wants to make everybody happy yeah like the people and be happy. mad at people that he's uh, a dog, yeah. don't that make keep the public opinion that. Yes. yeah exactly so he's uh, i mean the, the theme of this episode is more of the same of uh you know Kevin Spacey's character trying to get Frank what's Underwood. his name under the out of out from under the influence of the press. Frank out. Underwood, and then the the guy, the business guy's name. What's his Gerald name? Gerald McGrady from. Okay, that's not. Yeah, his name. but what's his name in the Tusk. show? Tusk. Tusk. Yeah. yeah, it's Tusk to, versus Underwood swaying right. the president. Simon, that's pretty much what Simon it is. from Simon and Simon. Right. Major Dad. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, anyways, president. It is Major Dad, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> President Walker wow. is basically getting ready to do a State of the Union address, and we, Aceveda did make an appearance. In sure, he in sure Aceveda. did. Yeah, he, he did. He's made one before. He's been around he? before. Oh, okay, yeah. I don't remember that. But yeah, As- Aceveda was in there, which um, is super awesome. Yep. And so Walker wants a big kind of punchy note at the State of the Union to say, "Look how good I'm doing." So he has commanded Frank Underwood to find a way to alleviate some, essentially, some the budget issues. And he contacted Chuck Norris to be up there, so it could be Walker versus Walker. <laughs> exactly. That's not what happened. And a zombie, so it could be Walker versus That's Walker the bonus versus scenes. Walker. Yeah. Um, so, anyways. That's the extras on the yeah. episode. Frank uh, basically tries to put together an agreement with the Republicans, and they firmly established, not they haven't before, but they firmly, firmly established in the episode that Frank Underwood is a Democrat, and so is Walker. Right. And they, on the other side, you had uh, Aceveda. And a couple other guys that I can't remember their names because who cares? Some Tea Party Strong guy, Tea and Party guy, yeah. Aceveda was like, I guess, kind of like the Boehner, kind of more yeah. neutral guy. Although or he something. seems to be kind of floating between, and then there was a strong hardline Tea Party guy, right? Yeah, I mean, he's a Republican guy, but he's not like insane Republican like the like the Tea Party. Yeah, uh, Aceveda is the Senate. He's like a McCain leader. or something. Yeah, he's sure. a Senate Majority Leader, and so he has to negotiate with him. Right. So they're trying to avoid a government shutdown. Something, of course, in real life we've gone through. So what they eventually stumble upon and come to agreement on is the fact that they will extend their retirement age from 65 to 68 and early retirement point. from 60... Is it 60 62 now? to 64. 62 to 64. Yeah. And that will save which, them several trillion dollars. Which I like that aspect of the show because it's a very realistic thing that could be compromised on right. at some sure. point. And probably should be. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of a cool thing. So they, the Tea Party guy eventually agrees, but he says um, if anything falls through that your party, the Democrats... Well, he agrees. Gonna, they offer him... This can't be contested for ten yeah. years, right. and, and then he he ex, he extends it to fifteen, and they yeah. agree. Well, the yeah. Tea Party guy's standard hardcore Tea Party guy. He wants to extend the no negotiation for fifteen years, and on top of that, he wants it enacted immediately. Yes, doesn't right. want to even give a couple of years to get people used to it. Right. 
And uh, so, at any rate, the Republicans ended up flipping on the Democrats. Um, Shocker. Yeah, who's surprised there? Nobody. And uh, then Frank has to take drastic measures, which were... This is where the show... Getting the Capitol Police to bring them back in. Which I thought was just kind of... This is where the show... What I uh, Is just the show continues to be very interesting and very asinine at the same time. Yeah, I mean, I technically mean, maybe, they could do that. Technically they could, but... Vice President could do that as technically, President of the Senate, but Technically, yes. but is that really going to happen? That I doubt it. I, I don't see I Joe Biden it, bringing the Republicans in for a vote like that. Here's or, the thing. You have to be able to work with these people from now on. Yeah, I mean, exactly. you can't just yeah. do something like so, that. Yeah, you'll get that one enacted into law, right. but you'll never, ever pass anything <laughs> yeah. again. So you're just right. going to... I mean. They will never, ever work with you again yes, if that, you do that. That's the asinine part. Is it, it takes like such a... For a show that can be so interesting politically, which I would say 80% of this episode was. A lot of times it is. It's intriguing. Yeah, it's I politically agree. intriguing. And I found this episode vastly interesting when it just came to the negotiations of, of right. how they're getting these bills through. Very, very smart. Very well done. And then this happens. And even and it went back to Frank Underwood being the master manipulator and yeah. all that kind of stuff that he's right. supposed to be. And I think that they did a good job with that for most yeah. of the episode also. It just was... It just that part was a little over the top because, like yeah. you say, it's some archaic thing that, you know, you're going to call the master of arms to pull yeah. people. Bust into the senator's right. offices and pull them out was yeah. a little ridiculous. And then carry them into the floor. Pretty sure some of them had handcuffs on. They did. Like, they did. Walking in Although there. that was that was them posing... That yeah, they did that on purpose. They still, yeah, they did that as a show more than yeah. an actual sure, thing. Under protest, but right. uh, which yeah. they all said as they were calling roll as they walked in. Yeah, but that was just so ludicrous and so stupid. And it's the show went from really smart. I felt last season, well, you know, slightly dramatic. But the show has gone from occasion, like occasionally smart to super dramatic now with with you know the train incident and a couple other things. And then what train incident? What happens with the train? Nothing. Right. Chicken with the train. Play chicken with the train. Speaking of chicken. Or bird. We also have the whole <laughs> thing going on with the uh, with Zoe's ex boyfriend uh, and the undercover guy. That why uh, was that speaking of chicken? You don't remember his the face that he used when he was like talking oh, to that, them on the yeah, computer and all that true. kind of yeah. stuff. <laughs> it was like a big bird talking. Yeah, to that him was that, that was the other ass nine thing. Nice segue. Yeah, that was like, so, that was so dumb too. Yeah. Uh, so first of all, some guy, I don't care how wealthy he is, a hacker, he's not going to send you an iPad and then just tell you to throw it away. Right. Um, he'll probably just send you, how about a letter? At least attach it to Marx's plane. He's going to say, throw it away, but make sure and mar up the serial number. Yeah, yeah. Throw away the iPad, yeah. And then, you know, instead of just using perhaps an encrypted chat or something like that, you know, uh, <laughs> how about you log into this VPN, I will log into this, so we're all masking our IP addresses. Right. You know, and then let's log into this this deep web chat or Where's something the- like that. But no. Where's the nerd drop? Come on. <laughs> Go to a diner. Uh, I give you an iPad, and then you throw that iPad away as I talk to you as a He's bird. He's been giving it to you for five minutes. Come on. So stupid. Yeah, I'm a nerd. So stupid. <laughs> and then, come to find out, you oh, go to this boy. guy's house, or his apartment, or whatever, and it's McPoyle from Always Sunny, or one of the McPoyles, and he gets him recording a statement that he's not a cop. Right. And then, meanwhile, so you, he might actually be a cop, because Doug Stamper, the interesting part... Of this story is that Doug Stamper might be organizing. That's kind of my op. thought that that's what's happening. Yeah, maybe it is, we'll and it see. might, but it might not be. Who knows? And that's a good point. I don't know. I, it's just <laughs> the actual the deep web side of the story is just stupid. It's just the, there's all this fake technology crap. Yeah. I hate that shows do. See, I mean, CTU twenty four was the worst with CTU and technology. But uh, CTU was the worst with their twenty four <laughs> technology. Yeah. Send it to my socket. Which, by the way, we might be we may I be know. reviewing that. I can't as well wait to see all that. Yeah. Anyways, the show May. the show can be extremely interesting and extremely asinine, and I still think it's way better than Walking Dead. Oh yeah, like I would sure. rather watch it. I don't it think and anybody's going to argue that. I don't know why you need to bring that up every I'm week. I'm just sure. just talking about because we go in progression, yeah. and this is obviously why this yeah. is second and not first because it, it it does have some good elements to it. So uh, Claire's new Robin Wright's she hired a new press guy essentially for right. the Underwoods. And you would think that he might new be Claire's new boy toy. I don't know. Did you get, am I the only one got that? I got that feeling? impression. Maybe, but at the same time, they've very much been about what does that bring them? Like Good the point. extra, the relationship. What is that? What like is the that whole thing with them? Zoe? You know, yeah. obviously that was a whole manipulative thing. Yeah, and true. It, it, they work together on these things usually, Granted, except for her old. Yeah, uh, that guy. I don't know what really brought. Them, yeah, that the was artist. just her doing that. Yeah, yeah. I just but thought. The, I just kind of got the feeling that maybe I'm reading too much into it, given the character's past. But I thought are. she might be. You are. Having a little thing for and where I, that guy was he on Scrubs or something? Because he looks really familiar. 
I feel like I saw uh, him on Scrubs or him. anyways. He looks very familiar. Uh, the other, Veronica the other Mars. really I don't recognize him, him, so I'm going to say no on Scrubs. Well, say he was in Veronica Mars. Maybe so. The other Gosh, uh, really, really know that? dumb thing in the show was the whole story with Rachel and that story and Ross. To let you know everything I've heard about it, yeah, is that. It doesn't have much of a point to the last couple episodes. Well, so we have a lot of episodes of yeah, pointlessness great. of that. That's awesome. The extremely, again, another asinine moment in the show is she's sitting on the subway listening to some music, and some girl just leans over and is like, what are you listening to? Can I listen? Stupid. And she just hands over her headphones? Who does that? That's disgusting. Nobody does. Yeah, I started that's laughing. That's disgusting. I promise my ears are clean. Yeah, yeah. that's so stupid. And then she hands her... Uh, Nobody does that. It's, like a, it's a like a Pam and Jim moment where they're both jamming up. Yeah. Although, I will say... I say nobody does that, but when she ends up giving her a Christian track, I was like, oh, okay, well, now I believe well, somebody I, does that. I, yeah, I can believe somebody would hand you a track, but... Some of the one we've had hanging out on this table for, for weeks. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually the same one she got. <laughs> Probably. But, but why would you allow somebody to take your headphones? It, like, no, first of all, I'm not going to... You wouldn't. It's gross. That's just really... Nobody well, would but do also that. She's, Dude, she promised her ears were clean. Yes. But Rachel is also like an extremely isolated person that's probably yes. like, oh, human contact. Let me go yeah. ahead and let you have an earbud. Uh, I don't know. Well, I mean, just, you see in this episode her, like, call her mom. Yeah. Yeah, but somebody's still not going to love and put stick their dirty ears on the head. I don't know. I don't yeah. know what she would do at this point. She's pretty messed up. I don't but, know what you would do. But yeah. yes, would you or I or, like, random regular people? Probably not. But we're also not being held captive by Doug Stamper. So True. You don't know how you would feel. Hey, she gets to work I'm, at a call center. She talks to people all day. I know you would like to be held captive by Doug Stamper. Who but wouldn't? You're not right now. He's I a, wouldn't. He's in a sexy whip of a man. Pretty sure it's pretty obvious, too, that he has a pretty oh, good yeah. thing for her. Could oh, be. he's got a total domination Could thing be. going on. Yeah, with her. I think so, too. So I give this episode uh, one thumb up and one thumb down. It's an even split on this. Not gassy, not flamey in either it's way. probably fair. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was entertaining enough, but yeah. it did have a lot of flaws, so. Yeah. Yeah, one up and down is probably good. I'm going to go dual halfway. Dual, so so right the same thing. Huh? So it averages out to the same Pretty thing. Pretty much. Yeah. Now, are they right and left split, or are they interlock thumbs? <laughs> Just right and left split. Jeez. <laughs> got a lot of grades here. <laughs> no flames, no gas, no nothing. Well, looky here. <laughs> All right, well, I guess let's talk about True Detective then. All right. Speaking of. All right. We left something undone. We got to fix it. I don't know who he is, I don't know where he is, I don't know where this whole thing starts, but it ends with him. They had animal faces. That's why I decided it had to be a dream. Death is not the end. Rejoice. You know how crazy that sounds. Here's something you're gonna have to look at. No! Yeah! True detective. So true and so detective-y. So very detective. Whatever that means. Hey. Maybe this will prompt another soft talk and F13 voicemail. Soft talk and thumbs of fury. That'll get anyone's tail wagging. Well, that's just sweet. <laughs> so, True Detective, episode seven. I don't know the name of it. Oh, it's called After You've Gone. Oh, all my way gosh. It's right there in front of you. We're all the way to seven already. We're almost done with the show, and that's an. Yeah, that's but I'm hard. excited for a uh, good ending. I am, because. I'm not, like, disappointed. I'm excited. I am, too. This was another. I've, I still think we'll end good, but go ahead. I think so too. Who doesn't? I'm caught. A lot of people are know. saying. A lot of people are saying the show is, uh, uh, you know, not worth it anymore. A lot of people call this episode lackluster. Um, I still say that's all. It was was a. It was building a bit of foundation for the next episode, and you, so they can blow it out in the last. I agree. That's true. I will say that I was like expecting more from it. Like I expected a little bit more. Let's just let's just get into it. If you haven't seen it, just go watch it. We don't have to describe it. We basically know. know what happened here. I thought it was an. Um, in- yeah, go ahead. Go no, ahead. I was gonna say I thought one thing. I started reading the Yellow King um, book, uh, the series of horror anthology by Robert Chambers. Really? Yeah, I'm um, hoping really to drive my, you know go insane like everybody else. I and hope you do. I've awesome. only I've only got through the first short story. <laughs> And but you still show up on the show because it'll be awesome. Exactly. The parallels in this episode were really. Uh, were, were there in some ways, in some ways not. But he, Carrie Fukunaga, or whatever, no, sorry, Nick Pizzolatto changed some of these things. But the first short <laughs> story deals with a guy who ultimately thinks he's the Yellow King and or is told he's the Yellow King by someone who is manipulating him. Right. And 
he has a brother that he believes is the actual that he's been told is the actual heir to the yellow throne or crown or what do you want to call it. Sure. But he thinks he should be the king. So he ends up trying to take his brother down, his brother Lewis down. Yeah. And there's a whole scene about a safe that has a crown inside it. In this case, it was a oh, that's safe, just sweet. A safe that's with a videotape inside it with uh, Marie Fontenot, her horribly sad tape. Right. Um, yes. So there was the whole thing about the very, safe. Very bad tape. Uh, yes. and, and in some ways, these characters are kind of brothers, you know, that are kind of uh, somewhat antagonistic, just like the characters in the story were. And of course, then there's the overall overall Carcosa storyline. So, so you're still linking McConaughey to the old king? Not necessarily. Um, I, I feel like I a lot of things in this episode. I think it was still, distanced that. I, th- sure. I, still, I think it's a red herring. Sure. What uh, what it is interesting the parallels that it's especially that much Car- of a red herring, especially anymore. Scarface at the end of the episode. Yeah, sure. But but he is on. You do get the feeling that, that was he scarred? Yeah, yeah, he was. I the, could not tell. At the guy on the lawnmower definitely was. It's very vague, but uh, well, you have you know one MP internet, so maybe it was yeah. a little blurry, but. Yes, he definitely You're was. You're on a fourteen four modem, so <laughs> I couldn't tell that was. Yeah, I, it just looked like he had a beard. I couldn't That's tell the one they, he was. Yeah, when they not. transitioned the camera, yeah, they did can, it on purpose. Yeah, they did. Although lawnmower was man. it just me or did? Because I, I thought this was kind of weird at the time when McConaughey was talking to the guy that looked like Prince or whatever at the yeah at the bar. Like the first angle that they showed of him, like he looked all. Like messed up, also. I guess I didn't notice that. And I was like, man, that's really weird because I thought like he kind of looks like Scarface or yeah. whatever. And then he looked normal every other time. I don't know if that was just I, I saw something or what. But well, the other parallel with that story, just sorry to get back to that real quick um, before we move on. That's fine. Is that uh, the character, the main character in that story, the guy that thinks he's the Yellow King, is slowly going mad and kind of like McConaughey, and he wants his brother. He shows him the Yellow King play is what if you get back to you supposed to go insane. Ah. He shows his brother this text and his brother starts to read through it and seeing all these connections about how America's done this, that, and the other, the American empire and all these things. And then, uh, so Harrelson's supposed to be the brother that's getting that's, the information. That's the gotcha. kind of the parallel is he's getting this information about the yellow King. And so that's the whole parallel in the story that I, I was pleased to find, I guess, in some yeah. ways, although obviously it's very different. Um, no, I don't think going back to your question, I don't think Matt McConaughey is the yellow King. I think it's a red herring, but I think the parallels are interesting. I don't really think it's a red herring anymore. I think it's pretty obvious. Well, it's pretty obvious he didn't do it at this now, point. The interesting thing could be, this is a theory I read today is that maybe, and I think this is far fetched as well, is that Harrelson is actually the yellow King and he's been the one masterminding the state police investigation or lack thereof the entire time. I, I think that's far fetched as well. I don't think that's it either. I really don't. I don't think even one of these guys. Are. Maybe he turns out to actually Here's be. A, I think it's a little more straightforward. I have no absolutely idea how they're going to end this, and I'm really excited about that. Oh, I am too. I feel like they could end this any way they wanted to. I feel like we know who the bad guy is. It's the it's Lawnmower Man, the children's. I guy. just think it's fun. I don't to think that's the end of it, though. No, I don't think it's the end. But I think I still think he's the. Maybe he's not the ultimate bad guy, but I think you found the key piece there. You found Spaghetti Face Man. So <clears> the <throat> one question I had was. Did we hear previous to this episode that Billy Lee Tuttle was dead? Yeah, they mentioned that in the last episode. He had died of a, I think, a heart attack or something in the previous okay. episode. I didn't, I didn't yeah. catch that. At and all, going back to the, the governor situation, it was his brother Elliot that was the governor, not We've Billy Lee. We've already talked right. about this I know. in the last episode. I know, but they like they specified it again. I just you know wanted to go they reiterate did. that that we talked about that and we're confused. We talked about that last episode, did we? Okay, well I don't know. Yes, we so did. you're reiterating right. the same thing. I don't yeah. think you're right, but anyways, I'm gonna go ahead and confirm. Well, we back did, and listen to it. I'm gonna go ahead and confirm for you now. So Pause, yes, that one listen of the, to it now. One of my favorite uh, lines in the whole thing was they talk about after he robbed his safe and found the things in there. Yeah, Woody Harrelson's like, "Did you kill him?" Boom in your face. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. The um, it was good. It was a good episode. It was a good foundation building episode. But that I means it was I great. Just, I, I don't just, know why people are complaining I just expected about it. Yeah. More, like, I just expected we were a lot closer to the finale. Yeah. I expected a build. Because they still have to find. It's, it, don't get me wrong. Man. It was good. I yeah. give it one flaming thumb and one thumb up. It's It was really good. Yeah. yeah. But I just expected. Like we're a hair's breadth away from the end. Sure. And I feel like we're not there yet. Quick question Have we ever seen Gas Mask Man? Yes. Has that ever been revealed? Dude. Yeah, that was uh, he's the bolt. He's the dude from the AK forty seven. That was that guy. Yeah. Story. Okay. Yes, I just yes, I yes, thought yes. it was. That but was I just couldn't remember. That was oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. That was who they thought when they okay. thought they they solved it the first time. Okay, that was that's what I remember. So, yeah, from nineteen ninety five or ninety six sure. or whatever. Okay. So the, ulti- the ultimate family tie here is that the Tuttles and the Childresses are related, and so Lawnmower Man is a Childress, an illegitimate right. son of Tuttle, one of the Tuttles. Right. And so 
that was all really interesting and it's kind of cool how they've set up kind of a almost a royalty to compare it to the yellow yes. king again a bit of a royal line there is that do you get the point that tuttle is still the governor of the state he's a senator uh, right is he a senator? They made a senator comment about okay, one of did the they, titles being a senator. I wasn't clear okay. on that it's either. It's probably him. But yeah. yeah, so maybe he's the yellow king in question and masterminding this entire thing. And I do find it, I do like the, what they've done with the sheriff and how, you know, McConaughey and yeah. well, Cole and Hart have kind of kidnapped him on this boat at the I end. I love of how Hart yeah. was, That was pretty him, intense. Yeah. That was good. And I, the way that, yeah, the way that Woody Harrelson's like, or Hart, whatever, has gotten past, you know, yeah. their old issues and, yep. you know, Pretty much Cole's like, oh, what are you packing there? Yeah, that'll kill me. Pretty, you know, Oh, hollow point. Sure, yeah. they'll take care of it. Like, they've kind of gotten past the whole, you know, he's crazy. Yeah. Cole's crazy, and I need to be packing to mm. really working together, setting up that private, in, you know, yeah. private guest investigation firm and all that. <laughs> he doesn't say that'll kill me. He just says well, that'll do the job. He implies it. I mean, that'll do the job. Same thing, really. <laughs> but I, uh, and I love how they've broken um, Hart's character down into this, like, <clears throat> he what used to be a overland antagonistic womanizer right s- tries to be alpha dog guy into this guy who's sitting there True. E- eating a frozen meal yeah. watching boring tv yeah. and looking at match.com profiles and just well, making him a shell is, of his former self now he's the fat bald heart instead of the uh yeah. you know patrick the tank haired <laughs> yeah. young heart who can right. get Whatever hot piece in the, yeah. in the, in the Patrick county. the tank haired. <laughs> next time you go into you the can argue with me. Next no, time, but okay. next time you go to the barbershop, you need to go ask for a Patrick the tank <laughs> for your head. See what you come out with. They're gonna the look Patrick at you and say cut. what? <laughs> uh, yeah, give me a tank cut. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so uh, yeah, Patrick, Patrick, not to yeah, yeah, yeah. You want a Patrick the tank? Yeah. Cut. Mine's a lot easier. It yeah. is true. It takes way less time. I assume so, the episode. I mean, it's. I have to agree with Tom's. It's like one flaming and one up. I don't have any immense problems with it. I, I mean, I wanted a little more. Like, I thought we were perhaps closer because they still have to find this children's guy and whoever else is involved in this conspiracy. Right. And I feel like it's a lot. I feel like maybe they should have given it one more episode of of Go. So maybe we should have nine as well, opposed to eight. I wouldn't say that yet. Maybe Wait not. Till you see they, the last episode. They may. Yeah. I mean, they made a lot of foundation progress in this episode I think a lot of could, work i think instead of making i think they've made all the foundation they need to i think the last one could be pure getting to i it think so going on you know I, I think from this children's this yeah. captain children's guy or whatever whoever he is um captain children's that they're going to get all the information from him as as rustin tortures him right which which just could be interesting also yeah or, or he's gonna jack bauer him basically or maybe yeah. marty will put on the black gloves again and, yeah. <laughs> right i'm not sure i've ever looked forward to a sunday evening right before i go back to work for the week uh since breaking bad at least yeah. for sure right and we may all be holding hands watching this one right. together that, that's at oh, least the plan of course so. that's gonna happen absolutely and then we're gonna end up getting going mad and talking about Kirk i'm gonna Wilson. go ahead and give it two flaming thumbs up because I, I loved it personally yeah. I, I liked everything I they were doing with episode, it yeah i think it was a really great foundation episode i thought it was awesome we actually saw the scarred face guy at the end of it um i liked the fact i liked everything they did with making Cole and Hart work together again. I like the fact that they... they the way that they progressed that. I mean, that took a little bit of going. They I, have, mean, I like the fact that they made it into an antagonistic brotherhood. I like that Maggie came into the bar and yeah. and uh, Cole pretty much said, get out of here, you know, and didn't want any, much to do with her. <laughs> yeah. Classing the joint up. Yeah, you're classing the joint up. Get out yeah. of here. Uh, it just had a lot of little awesome elements to it. And, and like the bartender whose son had been kidnapped that uh, right. Rustin's been working for. That he's just like staring, just at, staring him. at him. <laughs> the whole time they're talking. He's not a cop anymore. And Hart's yeah. kind of like, uh, what's he doing here? And yeah, just, <laughs> yeah. I like, like I said, yeah, two a lot of, thumbs up. A lot of little moments. I've anticipated every episode of this. Very rarely have I been like, ah, that could have been a little bit better. Yeah. But I, I guess I slightly disagree on this one. I think it was, it pretty much lived up to my expectations of what, yeah. I, what I wanted. And when you compare it to everything else, namely Walking Dead. Oh, it's not even close. It doesn't uh, even need comparison. It's so far and beyond that. Yeah. yeah. So. All right. Well, that Look wraps up the Ep- right outro. Episode 21 of Thumbs of Fury. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Maybe next week we'll touch on Nebraska or something. Yeah, maybe so. Uh, maybe something you guys want to watch. Or, you know, Orange is the New Black. Is that back already? <laughs> we'll find, no. Uh, okay. We're finally going to talk about episode one of that. <laughs> and uh, no, we'll finally actually, get the Double Dead Hall of Fame up for the break room as well next yeah, week. Yeah, we'll do that as well. Okay. Sure. This um, week. This yeah. week, yeah. Uh, but we will actually be talking about, despite that other stuff, we will actually be talking about... We're going to see it so you don't have to. That is 300 Rise of an Empire. Now, it could surprise right. us all, and it could actually be good. 
I don't think any of us has any great hopes for this movie. <laughs> but we're going to see it so you don't have to and report back and give you the, the first and last word on this movie. You don't need to listen to anybody else. Listen to Thumbs of Fury about that. I know I don't want to watch it. Yeah. And we'll be talking about uh, the very last episode of True Detective as we've all been spooning on couches walking the final episode. Uh, walking the final episode. Walking, yes, walking <laughs> it. Uh, we'll be talking about the, the Walking Dead and we'll be talking about Justified and another episode of House of Cards. Who knows if we'll even get to Walking Dead? You know what? I'm not going to... If anything's getting cut, it's Walking Dead. Right. We have a busy sure. Sunday night. I'm not going to say that I'm going to watch that because we're going to be watching True Detective. And I imagine after okay. the fact, we're gonna, probably going to go on discussing this at length in a little group circle, holding hands, talking will. about the finale. So you know what? Screw you, Walking Dead. We probably won't talk about you next week. And we might not even... Could, we might never review that episode. So <laughs> we'll we might not. Just or, or we'll it. just combine it. Or with maybe the other we'll one. just drop the show altogether because I'm starting to not care. We'll probably finish the season. Maybe we'll finish the and season. And then after that. Maybe. Yeah. So anyways, you can uh, email us at breakroomshow at gmail.com. Call us at 469-665-9827. Leave some voicemail about this show or the break room. Don't forget to go to iTunes. Leave us a nice review of the show. We'd really appreciate it. Five stars. Out, or leave go, us a nice out, word out, review. Out, out. Find everything related to the show at thumbsoffury.com or popsyndicate.net. Uh, oh, don't forget Four, our six, sister nine, shows. Uh, six, the six, sister, well, five, sister nine, show, two, I should seven. say, Cinema Diabolica. Our one sister show. Our one sister show that's left. Uh, who knows if 15-minute movie podcast will ever come back. Yeah. And uh, that's about it. Uh, don't forget popsing.net. We got For all more kinds on of Hobo content. Shack, you can listen to The Break Room. No, that's right. You can listen to episode 202 or 203 of The Break Room. 203. 203. Yeah. You'll find out more there. Hello, this is Charles. So, we'll see you guys next week for a little bit of uh, 300 action. And a lot of true detective action. A lot of true detective action. All right, all right, all right. Now go out, gasoline high five. Funding for this program was made possible by the Corporation for Pop Syndicate Podcasting and by annual financial support from viewers like you.